Have you ever wondered if it's possible to live in sync with your cycle? Do you struggle with a negative mindset around your period? Are you wondering if it's possible to be feminist and anti-birth control? We're going to explore these questions and so much more in the Managing Your Fertility podcast, because this is about helping you live a whole and full life. I'm your host and guide, Bridget Busacker, joining you in this journey of exploration related to women's healthcare, feminism, and fertility awareness. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks, Bridget. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to have you join us. Before we get into the questions regarding your work with Whole Mission, the Marquette Method, um, introductions to our listeners. Lauren is a registered nurse and Marquette Method natural family planning instructor. She completed her Bachelor of Science in Nursing from Madonna University in 2009, practiced as a pediatric nurse until 2015, and has been teaching couples the highs, lows, and peaks of the Marquette Method since 2017. Lauren and her husband Giovanni co-founded Whole Mission, an online natural family planning education service. Lauren continues to provide fertility education to couples and women around the world, all while she follows her true calling of raising five fantastically unique children to hopefully become saints. I'm so excited to have you on the show, Lauren, and sharing about your work with Whole Mission and just getting into the specifics of how the Marquette Method works and just the nitty gritty, you know, effectiveness rates, using it postpartum, all those big questions that oftentimes come up and individuals have that I know you can speak so well to. So can you tell us a bit more about your story beyond this introduction and how you became passionate about women's health? Absolutely. Yeah. So these are all some of my favorite things to talk about. So the Marquette method and effectiveness and everything, but really it does go back to kind of like a two-part story of what really makes me passionate about this. Um, both my own personal, uh, you know, experience with natural family planning within my marriage and how that has worked out. And then also my interest in the science and what that's like from, from a healthcare professional perspective. And they kind of came together to really build this up. So just a bit about my own history with natural family planning. Um, my husband and I, we got married really young. I was a baby. I was only 20. And I thought I was going to have all the babies. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to be have all these fertile years. I can have 10 kids, no problem. And I had no interest in learning natural family planning because I thought I was just going to have all the babies. Um, so, uh, you know, I vaguely recall an NFP class in our marriage prep that there were smiley faces and, and something about the cervix. And <laughs> that's all I remember. Um, <laughs> but early on, um, we had two babies uh, close together. They were 20 months apart and they were both born by C-section. Um, so after those first two babies, I said, well, I guess I'm going to have to learn natural family planning. So I started to uh, record my daily temperature in a spiral bound notebook and wrote like that every day and called it NFP. And um, then really my, my third pregnancy is what really kind of made me have to really take things seriously. Um, my second was only 11 months old at the time. And um, I was, I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, how come writing my notebooks in it or writing my temperatures in a notebook didn't work. I was somehow surprised by that. Um, but unfortunately that, that uh, pregnancy ended in a miscarriage and I, I knew that I needed to, to really hunger down and learn something. Um, so I decided to then <laughs> maybe not take the best, best approach, but self-teach uh, natural family planning to myself. Um, I bought a book on the internet and uh, really started to dive into learning more about fertility. And I really enjoyed learning about it. Um, I just the science of it and how it all worked and how, how it all went together. Um, and so we were successful using that method of natural family planning for quite a few years, um, you know, to space pregnancies, to plan pregnancies. And um, after our fourth C-section, um, 
then I was introduced to the Marquette method. My sister told me, um, oh, there's this method that you can use to check your hormones and, um, you know, really get more information. And it helps a lot more when you're breastfeeding, which breastfeeding was just such a struggle <laughs> for natural family planning for me. And I started to dig into the research on the Marquette method. I learned how to use it. Um, it was, we had such success. I felt so much less stress about using natural family planning once we started using it. Um, and I learned that you had to be um, a, a healthcare professional to teach the method. And I asked my husband and I said, do you think I should just become a teacher and like tell more people about this, that NFE doesn't have to be difficult, that it can be a little bit more simple. And he immediately said, yes, yeah, you should do it. And I was surprised because usually he just is like, no, that's fine. You don't need to do that. But um, he really encouraged me. And he was really what led me to, um, you know, become a natural family planning instructor and um, learn more about the research and really dig more into um, all, of, all of the facets of fertility and how that relates into the, into the person and that, that holistic view of healthcare and, and women's health, especially. This is fantastic. And just from your story and your perspective, thinking like, okay, this isn't something that we're necessarily going to bring into our marriage. We're going to be great. It's going to be fine. And then through your journey and just actually, you know, living at your marriage and having babies that really started to shift your perspective on, okay, I guess maybe this is something that we might need for our for our health and for our situation. And were you someone that was always, I mean, you have your bachelor of science in nursing. So you've always kind of been in the healthcare world. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So I worked as a nurse in a hospital and, and, you know, from nursing school with a bachelor's degree, they really drill into us that um, research is important. They really talk about evidence-based practice. And so that's something that was really instilled in me all through the years of college and really recognizing the, the significance of having science that is valid. So did you have a hard time learning or, or maybe not even learning, but accepting a natural family planning method that the church was teaching this, you know, just, you know, just from your experience in marriage prep, you're like, okay, it's something about the cervix, whatever. I don't know if I'll need this. And then when you, you know, you, then you're teaching yourself and you're in that space of like trying to figure it out yourself. Was there ever a point where you were like, this is crazy that the church teaches this, or did it make sense to you because you had that research background and you had that understanding of the importance of evidence-based practices and saw, oh, this is what's being, you know, taught. And this is what's being um, really proliferated by, by the church's teachings for, family planning. So this, this was a more natural, I don't know, step for you to take yeah. into the space. Yeah. I think I really had a great gift in that I was raised in the church and, um, had a great respect for fertility, um, just going into marriage, just re recognizing that, um, you know, between the husband and the wife, they're meant to be a total gift of self to each other. And that doesn't have to be opposed to the desire to plan your family. Um, so even at that young age, when we got married, we did recognize that if we do need to space, space pregnancies, that this um, scientific information is really affirmed by the church's teaching, um, that it does honor the whole person and respect fertility in that way. So I think that I, I was in a special, special place going into marriage, having that, both well, a Catholic teaching that was really instilled in me. And I really had the great gift of my husband because he was a weirdo and he read love and responsibility in high school. <laughs> like nobody does that who <laughs> reads that in high school. Um, so he already, he was very passionate about that philosophy. And so we were able to have those discussions to, to see the good of marriage from the, the scientific side of, you know, it's good for, you know, raising up families and raising babies, but also from that spiritual side of what it really is at a deeper level that maybe is the invisible aspect of marriage, but really is the more real part as we were going into it. What I love as you're talking about this is just the, how the integration of the spiritual and the physical, you know, the, the theology of the body and, and theology as a whole and understanding marriage and family life. Mm -hmm. And then the practicals of, you know, 
bringing the science into your marriage and practicing it for family planning, like that integration is really what creates the whole picture so that when you're having one or the other, it's like you're missing components. So it doesn't really make sense. You know, I think that's where sometimes we're individuals questioning, oh, is natural family planning just a contraceptive mentality? It's like, well, I mean, that's possible if you don't have the spiritual aspect and the understanding of how this really can work together because it, it can seem mechanical or look mechanical, but really it's how do you take that science and that theology and really and pair it and help to see like this actually is woven together to create a bigger story, a bigger picture. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it's that idea that we're not souls inside of bodies. We are souls and bodies. They, we are both our body and our soul and, and being, and, and recognizing in all parts of life, that's true in our marriage. That's true. And, you know, when we exercise, that's true in all parts of our life, we are never separated from our soul and our body. Yeah, that's so great. So what led you to create whole mission? It sounds like, you know, from this great foundation that you have and this interest in teaching that you, you took that jump to do that. I'm so curious to know what actually led to co-founding whole mission. And now your husband sounds like he's actually now involved (laughs) in the process of teaching and and doing that too. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So whole mission was definitely the prodding of the Holy spirit and my husband, because I had no intentions of expanding anything that I was doing beyond my own little bubble. Um, I was, you know, educating couples in the Marquette method and um, doing that on my own. And I had developed a pretty significant online platform as far as um, administratively. So how I processed um, new clients and scheduling them and all of this stuff, the technical stuff that the people on the other side don't really see. Um, But I had put a lot of work into that and developing that program. And my husband saw something in it and he said, you know, this might be helpful for other instructors who are trying to get started. And I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. They can do their own thing. They don't want to, mine, mine isn't that good. <laughs> it's, it's not great. Um, and he was like, no, let's just do it. And so he, he really was, um, uh, he recognized the need for it um, for other instructors really. And then as he started to talk about this idea of whole mission and, and having this platform where we can reach more couples, then I really started to see like, oh wait, this is actually what I want. Because when I went into it, accessibility was really a big concern for me because when I wanted to learn the Marquette method, I thought, um, you know, I don't really want to email a whole list of instructors and see who's available. Like that's, I just don't really want to do that. I just want to go on a website, pick a time, sign up, and I'm all set. And it was an opportunity to set that up the way that I wished it would have been when I first learned um, natural family planning to just make it really accessible and simple, at least on that, you know, I, I do have the the gift of having the internet. So at least on the internet side um, of being able to access those classes quickly. Um, so it was, yeah, really the invitation of my husband and then just seeing that need of um, making a resource for couples to quickly be able to find a class. And we're really reaching some dreams that we had that we were like, we want there to be a class every day open for couples if they need it. And we're really there. I mean, we have a great group of instructors who works together um, to make these classes accessible. And then, you know, we put in a little bit of work too. I shouldn't say a little bit. We do put in a good deal of work to make the classes solid and um, make it easier for those instructors to just show up and teach their couples and, and work with them and have the time to really focus on the needs of their couples. This is so great. And I love the piece about accessibility. I mean, you guys are really doing the online world and teaching online and really breaking barriers. So it wasn't just local to like where you live before mm-hmm. COVID, you know, before it was cool, because I think <laughs> in the time of, of the pandemic, it really shifted a lot of methods and a lot of instructors and in recognizing, okay, I have to find different ways to teach my couples now. And then it started, I've seen in, in different organizations and methods, you know, that it's, it's starting to expand and saying, oh, I don't have to just teach people in my area if I don't want to, mm-hmm. if I'd like to make this more readily available. Um, and I just think it's so great that, that you guys are really leading the way in that I was telling you a little bit before 
we're hitting record that my husband and I use whole mission. We go through whole mission to practice the Marquette method. And that was something that I was immediately drawn to because learning it, you know, coming from symptothermal and then going into a hormonal only method, I was like, okay, we need to learn this, but we can't learn it too early on in the pregnancy because I might forget and you're going to forget and we're going to be in the postpartum haze. And, and I remember thinking, this is so great. We get to sit on our couch and learn this together and ask questions and have access to an instructor and we don't have to go anywhere. And at that point I was eight months pregnant thinking, I don't want to go anywhere anymore. I'm done. (laughs) And it was just so nice to have that accessibility and that ease of knowing, okay, I can reach out. We don't have to go at a certain time and work around our schedules and figure out if we're going to drive there or meet there after work. And it just eliminated a lot of, I think the challenges and the barriers that oftentimes couples will struggle with when, and also when it comes to cost of a method, when they're thinking, okay, not only am I having to go to classes, I have to find a babysitter. Mm -hmm. I have to figure out how I'm going to get there. You know, are we carpooling? Are we not? And just those like little aspects for decision-making or frankly, even for budgeting that can, you know, trip people up sometimes or get in the way to say, okay, I really need this to be as effective and financially uh, responsible as much as possible, depending on needs and, um, you know, where a couple's at. And I just think that's such a great aspect to having whole mission be online and not limited to a particular state. I mean, it's, that's just huge to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually was just looking at this the other day that most of the couples that I work with, um, this is just me personally, not necessarily all of the instructors with us, but on average, they have, I think 2.3 children when they come to learn, um, their, uh, the Marquette method for the first time. So they have kids there. And this is including the engaged couples trying to bring that average down. So really like every couple that I'm teaching on the, on the, for the most part has other kids that need childcare. So I usually teach after bedtime for my own kids. And then I don't need a babysitter. The couples who are coming to learn from me don't need a babysitter. And um, yeah, I really love being able to have that opportunity to just meet couples where they're at. That's awesome. So can we get into the history about the Marquette method and telling us more specifically about it? Because I think it trips people up and I've had this, you know, where individuals reach out and they're like, Oh, you're calling it hormonal only, but what about Marquette? And I'm like, well, I'm just trying to use language to, to, you know, remind individuals Marquette is a hormonal only method, but it's very commonly referred to and known as the Marquette method. So then have you, you know, I don't know if you've had this experience in whole mission, people thinking like whole mission, Oh, it teaches the Marquette method, just that language trip up <laughs> and how that can happen too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, whole mission is our, our group of instructors really. And then the Marquette method is the actual method and protocols that you can use basically to avoid or achieve pregnancy. Um, and the history of the Marquette method is that it was founded at Marquette university in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So that's where the name comes from. Um, and Dr. Richard Faring was the one who initially did the research on it. And actually it's been around since 1999. So it's been around for a long time. Um, but we didn't really have, um, a lot of good marketing, I guess you could say just getting the word out. Um, I'd say in the mid two thousands, a lot more people started to hear about it as they started to do more research on the method. Um, and and looking more into it. Um, but it initially started from, um, they had been teaching a mucus-based method at uh, Marquette University, and then they developed their Institute for Natural Family Planning in 1998. And they started to do the research on incorporating 
hormonal monitoring alongside those cervical mucus observations. And that's really where the method started to develop. Um, and from there, this, the research has expanded. Um, they're basically always doing research right now. I know they're actively doing research on different aspects of fertility. Um, and that really is one of the things that I love about the Marquette method is that there is continual research going on so that it's relevant to couples right now, not couples 30 years ago, but couples who are using natural family planning, who are wanting to um, plan pregnancies now, not couples historically. That's awesome. And okay. So how does the Marquette method work? And I say this caveat, you know, this isn't (laughs) for listeners. This isn't how you DIY a method. (laughs) This is really just helping you have a better understanding, you know, in the day in the life of a life of someone using the Marquette method, what, what will it look like? Or in the day of a cycle, you know, or month, um, you know, just to better understand like what exactly is involved, but again, not to DIY it (laughs) for individuals (laughs) who may be thinking I can do it myself. Don't just don't do it. That's like a separate, that's a whole episode that I I really want to reemphasize over and over again, because it's just so important to work with an instructor, which I know we can get to in just a little bit here, but how does it work? What does it look like to use the Marquette method? What's involved? Because you're talking about checking hormones and stuff. What's the tech involved for this? Absolutely. Yeah. So the day-to-day of the Marquette method really, it depends on how you want to chart. So um, like I said, it's, it's mucus and or monitor. So you can chart just cervical mucus. You can chart just the monitor. And um, to kind of focus on the monitor part, because that's really what does set it apart from many other methods. Um, there's the clear blue fertility monitor. And that's what they researched at Marquette University to help identify the days of fertility within a woman's cycle. Um, so when you use a clear blue fertility monitor, it's a first morning urine test where you collect a urine sample and then you test that urine sample with this monitor. And then the monitor interprets your hormone levels and tells you about them and your fertility for the day. Um, So if you're using just the monitor alongside the method instructions, it's really only about a five minute uh, task for each day because you'd wake up, collect a urine sample, dip the test stick, put it in the monitor, write down the result that it gives you. Um, And then from there you can interpret your fertility. Um, So it's really like the the work of it is not very much within a cycle. You actually don't have to test every day of your cycle either. So it's not like for the rest of your life, you're going to be collecting pee every single morning. (laughs) It's really going to be focused on looking for your fertile days of your cycle. So most women who have regular cycles only have to test their urine, maybe 10 to 15 days out of the cycle. Um, So it's not too cumbersome as far as that goes. Um, And really the most important part of the method is interpreting what's going on with your hormones. So that's where the method instructions come in, where you really look at the data that you've collected from from your hormone tests or from your cervical mucus observations, and then you identify your your fertile and not fertile days so that you can change your behaviors to either avoid or achieve a pregnancy. That's awesome. And I know sometimes different um, hormonal strips can be involved for like checking the luteinizing hormone and things like that. Mm -hmm. Are those just additional checkpoints that are oftentimes used, or is that really dependent on a woman's cycle and where they, you know, if you're trying to avoid trying to achieve, what does that look like? Yeah. So I always think of it as like mucus and monitor. Those are the main um, indicators for the Marquette method. So you have to pick one of those. Those are one of the things you have to have so that you can use the method effectively. Beyond that though, you can add or not add other things as you like. So like you mentioned LH testing. So those are another type of hormone test and they look just for one hormone. Um, And those are probably the first line of defense that a lot of couples that I work with use. Um, They can be helpful um, sometimes with postpartum women just to help to clarify some things. Um, Women who have maybe longer cycles or irregular cycles, um, or if you just want like another um, indicator to make you maybe just feel more confident in what it is that you're charting. Um, And Another thing that I like is that Marquette does continue to research this information. So the Institute for Natural Family Planning 
does do research on these other hormonal tests to see are they beneficial or are they not, um, and to look at the effectiveness of that. Um, and there's even tests for um, urine progesterone that can sometimes be helpful. Um, so there, and, and temperature measurements even can be included with the Marquette method. So it really is, um, we have our basic you know, protocols and, and we really can build up from there based on the needs of the individual couple and how they need to tailor that method for them. I think it's just so fascinating and neat just that there's so much data that you can pull from you know if you want to get it really involved and look at really specific aspects of hormones you can if you want to just you know take a step back like you said and say okay is it mucus is it um the tech with the with the monitor and and do that you you can you can stick just to that and I mean the clear blue monitor is amazing just using it for the first time you know transitioning from symptothermal to the Marquette method my husband, especially being an engineer was like, this is so cool. This is made so well. This is fascinating. And he was like pouring over it, looking at it. And it was, it was really amazing. Just thinking like, I can do this all at home. This is crazy that I have this like available to me. Um, and it's just fun to be able to have this ability and the, and the data. I know for some, they're thinking like, this sounds like way too much. And for others, they're probably like, this is exactly what I want. (laughs) And for me, it was something where I was like, this is exactly what I want. I want to be able to understand my body even more and see, especially in that postpartum um, phase when it's, it is even more challenging to understand my cycle and just figuring out like, okay, what's really happening? What are those surges of hormones doing right now? Why does it seem like I have mucus all the time? And that was just for me. That's not true of everyone's story. So with that, how does Marquette work for postpartum and why, I guess, why do we see so often that women are opting for Marquette postpartum? Cause that was a, a recommendation on a personal note. I got from a lot of friends before I had my daughter, they were like, you should switch to Marquette. Marquette's great postpartum. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll look into it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And postpartum, I, I ran the numbers recently and I think 85% of the couples that I taught, um, were postpartum at some point or like when it, when they first learned the method. So it definitely is very popular for postpartum. And I think there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, I first learned the market method when I was postpartum, so I can personally relate, but even just having worked with couples, I can kind of identify some common patterns. Um, one I think is effectiveness. Um, where we have some really solid effectiveness studies for the Marquette protocols for postpartum women. Um, and it is very highly effective. And most of the time, postpartum, couples are trying to avoid a pregnancy. And that's what we talk about when we mention effectiveness. We're looking at how effective is it when a couple is desiring to avoid a pregnancy. Um, and so I think that's something that does draw a lot of people is that the research that supports the effectiveness. Um, the other aspect, which is really more practical, even beyond that is um, the, the simplicity of use. I won't say that it's easy because um, postpartum is a wild time, um, but the simplicity of just collecting a urine sample, testing it, and you just have an answer for the day, like yes or no, like are you fertile or not? There you go. You don't have to continually be checking all throughout the day, being attentive to that, you know, trying to check cervical mucus with a toddler in the bathroom. Like you don't have to do that. Um, you just have to make sure you don't spill the urine cup. Like that's pretty much <laughs> it. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's just really in a appeal of just knowing like where people are at in their lifestyle, that it's something that you can incorporate. And, and a lot of times I think, um, this is true for me. I know, and I've heard it from women I've worked with as well, that it takes a little bit of that burden off of you as the woman, um, where sometimes with the subjective, or I should say slightly subjective with the cervical mucus, that it does event, it does to a point fall on the woman where only you can observe your cervical mucus. Um, but there's a lot more participation on the man's side when you can just like collect a urine sample and, Hey, look, here's what the monitor is telling us. 
there's no guesswork on that side of it. You can really just look at that together and, and make those informed decisions together instead of feeling like a lot of that falls on yourself. So. Mm, I really like that too, that aspect of participation, because I know it's so different for every couple and, you know, it, it, there's no right or wrong way to be involved, but if that's something that you're, you're looking for, or just having um, more involvement from a spouse, that can be a, a huge aspect to that. I, I don't want to say selling point, but sometimes it can be for individuals to feel like, okay, like this is, we're more of a team in this space and I don't necessarily have to own this as heavily as maybe another method. Um, yeah. Let's get into, because you've mentioned this a few times, effectiveness rates. What does effectiveness yeah. look like for, for using this method? Yeah. So the effectiveness rates of the Marquette method, again, looking at for couples trying to avoid a pregnancy, um, they've done quite a few studies on it at the, at, um, the Marquette Institute for Natural Family Planning. Um, and I love that the, one of the more recent ones, it's from 2017. So it's within five years currently. And that's something that was again, drilled into me in nursing school that it should be within five to 10 years to be current research. Um, and these effectiveness studies, they looked at perfect use and typical use and uh, perfect use is if you always follow the method exactly perfectly, um, those couples who became pregnant, they would fall into this perfect use category. Um, and then the couples who become pregnant when they weren't always carefully following the method instructions, they fall into the category of typical use. Um, and what is really great about the Marquette method is that there's not a huge difference between the perfect use and typical use numbers, which does um, provide support that it's uh, fairly simple. Um, the perfect use um, effectiveness of the Marquette method in that 2017 study was 98% at 12 cycles of use. Mm -hmm. And then to compare that to the typical use in couples who were using the monitor protocol, it was also 98% at 12 cycles wow. of use. Um, and then, you know, it changes over time, typical use, but the perfect use stayed about the same. Um, and another aspect of that is that postpartum was studied separately from the women who were in regular cycles, which I think is really important because postpartum is just so wild that you want to know, like, I'm special. What are my special numbers for this effectiveness? Um, and that was 98% effective in um, perfect use. And um, typical use tends to fall much lower for postpartum and breastfeeding. Um, and that was about 84%. Um, and to be fair, it's because there can be more abstinence when you're postpartum because there is some kind of on and off fertility for a while. And um, that, that increased abstinence does make methods overall more frustrating. Um, so this is not something that's unique to the Marquette method. That's something that can be across all methods of natural family planning, like abstinence is real and it's, it can be tough to cope with. Um, so I like to be upfront with that about couples that, you know, abstinence during postpartum, it's not going to be the same as if you have regular cycles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a huge point too, that I think, um, is sometimes, I think, off the table and in conversation when we're talking about effectiveness, because the numbers sound so good, you know, but then when you hear the number like, okay, 84%, like still not terrible by That's any true. means, but it's just like, okay, well, what's impacting that lower number and what's really going on. And so I, because I think sometimes there can be an element of like shame on the couple, like, well, you just didn't do it well, or like, you just don't have willpower, willpower or like, well, you know, you did this to yourself kind of, you know, I, I think sometimes that, mm -hmm. um, shame and blame experience where it's really just trying to recognize and separate and say, okay, yes, these are numbers. Yes. This is research research. Yes. This can sound cold and sterile, but we recognize like the human aspects to this with charting. And I think that sometimes can be uh, a gap, you know, in those conversations, which I think is so great. You know, you, you're identifying that with those couple couples and walking with them and saying like, yeah, the reality of abstinence can be really challenging and realizing that you have to abstain for an extended amount of time or you're trying to figure out if you're fertile or not, it's still not quite clear. So you need to wait if you're really trying to avoid a pregnancy. And I think that's, um, the, the goodness and the, and the cross honestly of natural family planning and trying to figure out like, okay, this isn't just whenever I want it 
And however I want it, there, there's some elements of having to, you know, put, put the guardrails up a little bit, you know, and recognizing, okay, what, what are we really wanting to do here, trying to avoid or trying to achieve? And what does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. And really, I mean, it's, it's that whole person aspect again, that you're not just your fertility. Like that's not all we're concerned about with family planning because you and your spouse love each other. And of course you want to spend time together. Um, so, I mean, I, I tell couples, I never any judgment. If you are a typical use couple, I, I don't judge because, um, I'm human too. Like I totally get that. So, you know, really just recognizing that you're not, you're not just your fertility. You're not just a robot that's able to follow those instructions. There's a lot of aspects that go into typical and perfect use. And yeah, to, to move away from that guilt and shame that can come with it. Like it's not your fault. If you fall into typical use, like you're human, that's really just a big part of it. I love that. Yeah. And just such a good reminder, I think for anyone listening, who's, who's thinking about practicing NFP or actually practicing it to remember that, you know, like you said, it's that whole person uh, understanding and that integration to recognize that this is, this is a journey. (laughs) There are the learning curves. Sometimes it's trial by fire (laughs) and, and that's, and that's okay. That doesn't, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Um, so within, I'm, I'm going back pivoting a little bit here. How are instructors trained? I mean, because I think this is so beautiful, just the different topics that you bring up with your couples. So what does it look like for a Marquette instructor? And then particularly, are there certain trainings that individuals need to go through to be participatory in whole mission so that you are really instilling good ethics and this understanding of this whole person reality for, for couples to be able to understand through their instructors? Yeah, yeah. So the instructors for the Marquette method, um, to be a certified instructor, you have to have completed the training through the Marquette University Institute for Natural Family Planning. Um, And you have to have at least a bachelor's degree and be a licensed healthcare professional. So those are the minimum criteria for a uh, Marquette instructor. Um, So if you have somebody teaching you Marquette and they don't have all those criteria, then they're not really teaching you Marquette. Um, But you want to, yeah, you want to make sure that your your instructor has gone through that training um, at Marquette University. And it's an online um, self-paced. Uh, there's a lot of resources that uh, um, that are supplied there for the instructors in training um, coming right from the researchers at Marquette. So Dr. Faring um, is really active in helping to train these instructors. So it's a really great experience going through that teacher training program. Um, and all of the instructors who work with us through whole missions, I think we have like 21 or 22 instructors at this point. Um, all, of, all of us have been trained through that Institute for Natural Family Planning. Um, and we have had that same criteria um, that we have to meet. We have to meet the USCCB. So the Conference of Bishops, they have these um, standards for a natural family planning program. Um, We have to meet those criteria um, in our program as instructors. Um, And all of the instructors at Whole Mission meet that. We also have instructors who are in training still who teach through us. So if you um, check out Whole Mission, you might see that we have these discounted classes. Um, And these are instructors who are in the training program. So they haven't gotten their certificate yet, but they're working with a preceptor who has. Um, So these instructors are, um, you know, building their their client um, information. They're getting that practice of teaching the method while working with a preceptor. So we do have kind of a mixed bag of instructors, but they are all working through that institute. And that's how we know that they're they're up, up to par as far as that training, both medically, philosophically, all of that. And what did you call the individual that where you have someone gaining their hours? They're working with a preceptor. Is that what you called it? Yes. They're working with a preceptor. So the, yeah, with a, um, with a seasoned um, Marquette instructor um, who has been uh, vetted by the Institute for Natural Family Planning. So whether it's um, one of the researchers there, or we have a few instructors who have been teaching for a minimum amount of time, followed a minimum number of couples um, over the course of teaching that help to advise uh, these instructors who are still in their training program. 
Okay. Got it. Got it. That's really awesome and helpful just for individuals who are trying to understand how that works. I think the medical background is, that's what, that's just what amazed me. I mean, really just to see that like, wow, okay, there's a minimum of having a bachelor's degree and then to be licensed and then you get your training in market. I mean, that's, that's an intensive process Mm -hmm. to really make sure that individuals understand and can teach the method well, but then also there, I mean, the background of, of instructors, I mean, really rooted in the science. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's really, I think most of us as instructors really were drawn to uh, work as, as Marquette healthcare professionals because of that science and that respect for the science. And um, yeah, again, incorporating that, that holistic view of the science, the effectiveness and how that all works. And then the practicalities of it within a marriage, the, the spiritual side, the, the psychological side of it, all incorporating all of that um, because we have that, that background of recognizing the importance of all of those things. I think that we do have that in common and I love that. That's great. So can Marquette connect with NAPRO technology? I know we'll have another episode on that for individuals who are like, what the heck is that? But just, <laughs> I know that's more heavily tied with the Creighton model, but I'm curious if Marquette could also connect with NAPRO technology professionals, or what does that look like if you find that someone has a cycle that you know is really looking for additional care, potentially surgery, looking at different options, um, if, you know, diagnosis of PCOS and endometriosis, like what, what would that look like as a workup in the medical yeah. world? Yeah, for sure. So I, I love this question because I really feel strongly that if you take your chart, whatever NFP chart it is to your doctor, that they should be able to look at that and help you to get to the root cause of whatever concern it is that you have. Um, so not even just within the NAPRO field, uh, like you said, that's usually, um, lined up with the Creighton model, um, but any, any practitioner could be able to look at your chart with you and say, oh, it looks like this thing is going on based on what we're looking at your chart. Let's get to the root cause. Let's draw some labs. Let's do some tests. Let's, let's look for these things. Um, and you know, just on my side as a professional, um, I will sometimes help guide couples to say, hey, I noticed this on your chart. Maybe you want to ask your doctor about this test. So as a nurse, I can't order tests, you know, I can't, that's, that's outside of my scope of practice, but I can help to educate um, individuals on what it is they can ask their doctor for. So that's really something that I do try to do as a nurse for them. Um, not, not from that, um, you know, I'm not providing nursing care <laughs> to be clear, it's education, um, but to give them that empowerment to take their chart, which is their health information to their doctor and say, Hey, I noticed this about my body. Can you help me get to the root cause of it? And I know that this can happen because I personally have done this. I've gone to see a couple of NAPRO physicians in my area, and I have had great success with that, just helping to diagnose endometriosis and um, some different other cycle things that were going on at different times in my life. Um, So I know that it can work. And we're really doing um, some good work right now and compiling a good list of doctors um, in various areas throughout the United States and um, some areas of Canada. We have some some names listed, um, to have doctors that we can refer couples to, um, because I know it's important to have somebody local to you that you can physically go in and visit your doctor. Um, we do have some online, you know, telehealth doctors that have, have popped up more and more because of COVID, but, um, you know, having those local resources is something that we're really working on to be able to refer couples to. That's awesome. And I really like how, you know, like you clarified, you know, it's not that you're, uh, a nurse to these individuals, it's providing the education and then just helping them to identify through their cycle. You know, this, this might be an issue. Here's something that you can ask for, because I think that's sometimes a struggle with, um, medical professionals, you know, if they're not trained or don't have extensive knowledge when it comes to fertility awareness and in, in the field of reproductive health, um, 
you know, challenge, it's challenging to know as a, as a user to say like, okay, I don't want to one up my doctor <laughs> with my <laughs> knowledge, you know, but then it's also like, I need to be an advocate for my own health. And, mm-hmm. and by having, I think that chart and that information, I think it's, it's a nice hybrid, you know, when you're meeting your, mm-hmm. your doctor or medical professional and saying, okay, here's what I have. And this is the information that uh, I think will be helpful in determining what's going on. And so it's, again, it's, it's kind of like you're bridging that gap where that knowledge gap exists in the medical field and helping couples to know that they have a voice in this and that they don't have to fully rely on a medical professional who may not know what to ask for, which is just the reality that we're in right now when it comes to women's health uh, for good or for bad. Yeah, it's true. And I always have felt just as a nurse, you know, I used to work in pediatrics, so it was totally unrelated to to fertility in most ways. Um, But something that we as nurses do is that we advocate for our patients and a way that we advocate is basically to translate what the doctor is saying, and then, you know, bring that information to the patient. And then also to take what the patient is saying and bring that to the doctor. So sometimes we're that sort of go between on the, you know, the patient side to bring that, you know, to the medical side. And I feel that I do have that um, you know, that task to do with natural family planning, where I can take that research, all of that data, all of that stuff that we've collected on the science side and bring that to the user of natural family planning and help them to understand it in a way that they can really incorporate into their, into what they need to do, whether it's avoid or achieve a pregnancy, but then also help to empower those couples to have the right language that they can take to their doctor so that their doctor understands where they're coming from as well. I think it's so great too, because it's expanding the network of doctors, like introducing them or, you know, medical professionals and introducing them if they may not be as familiar with fertility awareness, you know, the information that's being provided isn't unknown to a medical professional, you know, like when you're looking at certain hormones or you're looking at fluctuations in a cycle, it's not something that is, you know, only specific to a couple or only specific to an instructor of fertility awareness. You know, these are uh, common tests and, and terminology that is being provided to, it's just some of that, I think some of that homework has been done, you know, some of that digging has been done if they are unfamiliar, but it's not something that's completely foreign territory, but correct me if I'm wrong on that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And then it it also does provide that, that validity, I guess, of what you're using as, as a couple, um, you know, as an NFP user that, you know, you learn this from a medical professional, from a healthcare professional. So if you're taking this information to your doctor, they're like, oh, we're speaking the same language. You know, you're coming from that same um, perspective and knowing that, yes, these are hormones and that we all know how they change. Um, you know, even sometimes I'll teach doctors and nurses how to use natural family planning. And they're like, oh yes, these, this all sounds familiar because every single nurse and doctor has learned the endocrine system um, when they were in, in school. So it, it should be something that is just a universal language that any healthcare professional is going to recognize. Yeah, which is so great, and I and I hope brings peace of mind to people listening and thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm I, I'm I'm going to be limited to like five doctors who don't live by me, you know, which which really shouldn't be the case, and and not, isn't necessarily the case, or <laughs> we really exactly. it really shouldn't be, which is um, I think something that I know you know different organizations like Facts are really trying to train different medical professionals yes. in these spaces to help them have the tools that they need and the resources they need, so that we are finding that this gap is closing, which is huge. So okay related final question related specifically to the method does insurance cover the use of marquette is that something that you found whether it's certain products the femtech involved or um costs of methods is that something insurance is starting to expand upon that you are aware of specifically with marquette and just the different tools that are involved yeah so sometimes (laughs) yeah it kind of is a mixed bag um sometimes it's insurance dependent sometimes it's provider dependent um, and uh, what I've had in my experience is that some insurances will cover the cost of classes if they're taught out of a clinic. 
Um, so some Marquette instructors do teach out of their clinic. I think we actually have two or three instructors who work with us at Whole Mission who are nurse practitioners and midwives and they teach out of the clinic where they also work. So that would absolutely be covered by an insurance for the cost of education. Um, as far as the cost of supplies, a lot of times an FSA or HSA will cover it. So like a, a health savings account, um, if you have one of those like debit card type things, um, that can often cover the cost of the monitor and the test strip. So that's what I actually use to cover the cost of those myself. Um, and then those FSA and HSA, we accept those at whole mission too. So you can actually pay for the class using an FSA or HSA card. Um, and then um, there was another aspect of insurance coverage. Oh, um, uh, uh, I forget what they're called. Um, like the, the cost sharing programs um, that are out there. Um, we actually have talked to a few of them and more of those are covering natural family planning education as well. Um, so that's another resource that can help to get this, um, the cost of that education covered. Um, otherwise it is kind of one of those things you kind of have to check with your insurance company and see what they offer and how they'll cover it. Which is great. I remember seeing FSA HSA um, eligible on Amazon when I was looking at test strips and I was like, oh, no way. This is awesome just to know. And at the, you know, our insurance has, has, switched again just with job changes, but it, it was just really helpful and great to see that because I think so often, you know, I think the, the language of the past has been like, oh, it's not covered. And I think we're starting mm -hmm. to see that slowly shifting and finding different opportunities for coverage, which is great. So thanks for just clarifying that. And, and I know you're not specific to insurance when it comes to, you know, coverage and everything like that. So obviously, you know, make sure to call your, um, insurance provider and, and clarify what is and isn't covered. But it's, it's just helpful to know to have that nugget of hope of like, okay, maybe this will be covered or there's different opportunities because I know that can be um, a sticking point for some individuals when it comes to, to healthcare costs. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, I, just to add, I mean, I think yeah. it would be good to, as, as couples are calling their insurance company to ask if they could start to cover it, if they don't, you know, just kind of advocate for yourself and don't be afraid to ask for it. Cause I've done that a little bit with my own insurance company too. So just, just a and thing to try. That's Yeah. And totally. And that's how things can start to change. If you have more and more people asking for that, that can start yeah. to bring up conversations and saying, okay, well, we're noticing <laughs> out of all of our calls, we're getting, you know, 25% of them are asking for coverage for this type of thing. Exactly. You never know how that can move. Not that I'm a guru of the insurance world, but that's my hope when I do that too. Exactly. And just saying like, can you please cover this? Like, is there any hurt. way? Yeah. Bring it to the top, please. Yeah. Um, so how can individuals work with whole mission specifically? So if I'm someone who's like, okay, I'm on board, I want to work with whole mission, I want to do the Marquette method, what do I do? Yeah, so I hope that couples will find this really simple. Um, you can just go to MMNFP. So it stands for Marquette Method Natural Family Planning, MMNFP.com. And there is um, the learn section of our website. We have classes, classes listed there. Um, we teach individual classes and group classes. And I think that we should have a class open at any time that would work for you. We have couples across the country in different time zones um, who teach during the day, they teach in the evening, they teach on weekends, um, and you can just register for a class there. Once you've registered for a class, we give you access to all of our course documents, which includes all of the, the presentations and documents that we've updated. Um, spent a lot of time um, making look beautiful, really, for all of you so that you can really find the method simple to learn. Um, and then you take a class with your instructor. Um, you spend about an hour learning the method to get started. And then you follow up with your instructor um, from that point to help you really feel confident in the application of the method. That's so awesome. And I can attest it is beautiful and easy to use. So that was a huge selling point for us when we were looking at Marquette and we're like, done, this is great. It's beautiful. It's awesome. And of course the work that goes into all the expertise in the, in the class is really, we're just phenomenal. So kudos to you guys for doing this. Thank you. I appreciate into the Holy that so Spirit. much. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And I love recommending 
omission to individuals who are looking at the Marquette method. Can you, okay, we're wrapping up here. We're coming towards the end, but I have a couple more questions. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more about the ambassador program that you offer, because I've seen this posted a little bit on social media. And I know just on, you know, my end and the work that I'm doing, I've, you know, had more exposure to this, but I'd love to be able to share with listeners what that is. Yeah. So the ambassador program is really, um, this is my husband's specialty and I love it because I like when he gets excited about this because there are not very many men out there who are talking about fertility awareness. It's really, you know, men are always fertile. So what do they really have to say except for that? They're always fertile, but, um, I love his, his passion about this because he really has a servant's heart. Um, but he, um, helped to, he really got this ambassador program going to help empower, um, men and women to bring the Marquette method specifically. So we do talk about Marquette specifically um, to their own community and really make those personal connections to talk about how the Marquette method has helped them, how they've benefited from it, whether to avoid or achieve a pregnancy and be empowered to go within their parish, to talk about it with their pastor, um, to talk about it with fellow parishioners, um, to be able to feel confident sharing with their friends, even sometimes that's kind of a hurdle to talk about this with friends or colleagues. Um, and then also to be empowered to talk to their um, healthcare professionals. So going back to their OBGYN and saying, hey, I learned this method. Would you be interested in referring any women who are interested in learning more about fertility awareness? So um, it's, it's really a um, a meeting, I hate saying meeting, <laughs> an encounter where, where my husband Giovanni gets together with small groups of, of individuals and um, you know, talking about that personal testimony and um, practicing sharing that with others, because we really do um, believe that those personal encounters are what's going to be most effective as far as um, sharing your own story and having that out there is going to really impact more, um, more effectively, even if it doesn't feel huge, it doesn't feel like a great thing all the time when you're just like meeting one person. Um, we know that really can, can change the world is those one-on-one -on -one impacts. That's so great. So I hope for individuals listening, you know, that this is a space of, if you're already using the Marquette method and you're working with whole mission, connect with them. <laughs> Maybe you've heard about it, but then also just, you know, seeing, I think seeing the power in stories and just individuals and how that I think can really help, you know, build you up as a user and, and help you recognize you're not alone just with the variety of people. I mean, so many different stories there, there's just so many when it comes to NFP that I think, you know, there's that challenge. And I think that temptation to think I'm alone, especially when it's hard, or even if it's going well, because you're just like, eh, whatever, it's just me and my husband and our sex life and family planning. And here we go. But you know, just to see that overlap, and there's that opportunity to be able to know that you're part of a community, a larger community, and that this isn't something that you have to do completely isolated is, is so helpful. It's so huge. Exactly. Yeah. So final question for you, if someone is on the fence about choosing a method, what would be your recommendation to help them in the decision-making process? Yeah. So I would say, um, first of all, to kind of think about your own personality and your own desires as far as, um, avoiding or achieving pregnancy. Uh, so, you know, I can just, again, speaking personally, you know, I came to learn the Marquette method because of my own situation that I was breastfeeding postpartum, um, certain aspects of the previous method I had learned were not, um, were not a good fit for that time in my life. Um, and I also knew my personality is that I wanted more of that data behind it. Um, so, you know, just thinking about the practicalities of it, like if you have a hard time with the, the constant attentiveness that, that is required to have perfect use of some mucus-based methods, like this is not, is not like a challenge of like one method versus the other, but just to know yourself, um, you know, it may be a bit simpler to just 
have that one test that you do in the morning. So that's something that you can think about, but also know, like, maybe it's not going to work for you because it, you, you don't like spending the money on the testics. You don't want to have to, to give that attention to all of the hormonal details or, or incorporating different things. But, um, I think just knowing your own personality and what your, your intention for avoiding or achieving pregnancy and, and, you know, informing yourself on that effectiveness of it is something where you're looking to avoid pregnancy, especially in that postpartum time. Um, yeah, just, yeah. Thinking about how that can work with your lifestyle and your budget and really what's going to work for you in those, uh, those situations. I like that super practical and just thinking about, you know, knowing your and, and helpful and knowing yourself, you know, and really being able to figure out, okay, after listening to this and hearing what's involved and how it works, you know, how does that sit with you? How does that resonate for you and just what you're looking for and what your needs are? Um, and I, you know, I think it's easy to think, you know, when someone shares that, you know, it's like method wars or something like, oh, there's gotta be the best one, you know, but really it's, there's a, there is a best one for a user and that's totally okay. But that doesn't mean that, you know, it's, this is the best one for everyone. And I think, you know, it's, uh, it's a challenge. I think sometimes in the online spaces, when you're trying to learn and you're trying to figure it out because you do see the passion from instructors or from individuals who love their particular method and can't imagine, you know, using anything else. And that's amazing because that's the place that, you know, we want every user to get to is to say, I love the method that I work with and that I use and it works for us. And so I think to be able to be in that space, um, you know, for yourself in that journey, can feel kind of intimidating. Like, will I ever get there? And the hope is that yes, you will, because so many, usually do. And it's also okay to change if you're in the position of transitioning that I think, you know, if you're nervous about making a change or you think that, oh, actually I think Marquette does sound like the better option. That's okay too. And that process of exploration, there's, you know, this is why whole mission exists. This is why Lauren and her husband are doing what they're doing to really help proliferate the message, the understanding and the science behind the Marquette method and making it easily accessible, which is just so great. I'm so excited that I've been able to have you on and just to have you share your expertise with us and the passion that you have for women's health and making these changes for women is just huge. So thank you so much, Lauren, for, for oh, joining yeah, me today. Of course. Thank you, Bridget. I'm so glad that you're doing this. And I'm, I'm so glad that you have the fire beneath you to really be doing this. I love it so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. And then for those who are wondering, wait, where can I find Lauren? Like, what, how do I find Whole Mission? Everything's going to be linked in the show notes, including um, website, Instagram. We'll also link to the Institute for Natural Family Planning through the Marquette University and uh, some of the research that uh, Lauren provided too, which just, I love that just to add that in there, you know, that five to 10 years is considered current research. So important and so good to look at, to be able to understand the science behind natural family planning. Um, and a, a separate episode for, for individuals who are wondering if it's truly effective or if it's truly real, um, there is current research being done and it's important to understand what current means. So I'm so glad you mentioned that. Uh, sure, that's yeah. a good nugget too. So again, I will have everything linked into the show notes, but again, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe, share with your friends, and help expand the conversation around women's health. If you'd like to learn more about fertility awareness, visit www.managingyourfertility.com for more information, resources, guides, and so much more.